Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you are producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code Kara. So it's not that the problems get bigger or get less. It's like you have to remain relentless and undaunted and roll with the problems. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get... Knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm super excited to have my next guest here. Very excited to have Sarah Happ, who is the CEO of the most incredible, incredible scrubs, lip scrubs initially, but so much more I think is probably coming on the horizon, I have a feeling. Uh, But so Sarah is the founder and CEO of Sarah Happ, and uh, she is just amazing, lives in Manhattan Beach, uh, so she's a a California girl as well, Uh, and 
she has just created, like I said, these products. It was her own uh, desire to find a product like this, sound familiar, where she just decided, <laughs> I'm just going to go and do this. It's super, yeah. super great. So her journey began while she was working, also very familiar, in an entirely different industry as a uh, programming manager at ESPN. Mm-hmm. and. And she started experimenting with lip products. So we're going to get more of the backstory on that for sure. And uh, like Hint, she is in her 16th year um, at at Sarah Happ. And she's continued to have incredible um, people who, celebrities as well, that have like loved her product, including Katie Holmes, Kate Hudson. And also lots and lots of other people. So welcome, Sarah. Very excited to have you here. Hey, Kara. I am a fan. You keep me hydrated. You know this, but, and hi, everyone. Hi, listeners. Hi, viewers. So, but Kara knows this. Um, I am not a water drinker. I don't like the taste of water. I like the taste of water with a berry in it. Enter Hint with pineapple in it. I love it. And blackberries in it and cherries in it. And we drink Hint by the... Case in case in case in case. So thank you for keeping me hydrated. Thank you for the shout out. That Mm -hmm. is uh, really, really great. And by the way, if you uh, have some of your scrubs and then you have some hint, you'll still like lick them and and, uh, it's all all great together. There's like combos in our future, I think, of some sort. I think there are definitely combos, yes. So Sarah, where did, like, who was little Sarah? Little Sarah was... um, a girl who had big lips and always felt self-conscious about them and very quickly took to Bonnie Bell lip smackers because I remember those, right? Wow. The strawberry one, Kara. So I was a little girl and I can remember the first thing I ever bought with my own money was a strawberry lip smacker from the drugstore because I wanted my lips to be hydrated. And I remember bringing it to Catholic school, Kara. And them saying, you can't have makeup. And I was like, this isn't my makeup. This is like medicine. Yeah. I need this. So that was little Sarah. And I was also someone who was not a great um, rule follower. I wasn't, which I think maybe was an indicator of like entrepreneurship. I just never really thought inside the box. I wanted to do my own thing. I just kind of felt like, why would we do it that way when we could do it this way? That didn't go over great. And lots of years of Catholic school, but that's sort of, I was this little wild spirit and I was also really into makeup and I have a hippie mom and a hippie dad who like raised me without, you know, any sort of outside influence in terms of like makeup or hair or whatever. But I was really into that stuff from, I mean, gosh, like three or four years old, I wanted makeup and I wanted to perm my hair and all this stuff. And my mom wonderfully and my dad let me like dive into that. They were like, well, we don't do that, but we'll take you, I guess, to the store and you can buy makeup. Yeah. So I was just always really into it. And, and I, you know, um, yeah. So you graduated from college Mm -hmm. and you decided to, to go into, was ESPN your first spot? ESPN was my first job out of college. Yeah. I had a degree in broadcast journalism from USC which I loved and I was super proud of. And I took a job with ESPN in 2002. And I'll tell you, Kara, again, 
It was, it's a wonderful company. It's a giant company. It is a bureaucracy though. And I didn't function well in that. I didn't understand why I had to go to like six hours of meetings and then go do my job and then not book a dentist appointment. You know, there was all these things that didn't make sense to me or our approach to certain things was just very kind of like, this is the way we do it. And I felt like I was always coming up against resistance and Mm -hmm. it was frustrating. So I loved, I loved my job. It was marketing, but here's the deal. I say that I was inspired by how uninspired I was because all my coworkers would go home at night and they would consume all of our media. They would watch four different monitors in their homes with Sports Center in every game. And then they would, you know, be reading ESPN the magazine and then they'd be watching our interviews and they were just obsessed with our product. Which how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is The Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. 
Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. It was amazing. And it really is a company of sports geniuses. I was not that. I was a journalist and a marketer. And so Mm -hmm. I would go home, Kara, and I would take bubble baths Mm -hmm. and I would make my own scrubs and I would read every magazine out there from like Oprah to Real Simple to Vanity Fair to allure. And I would just sit in the bathtub for five hours at night, you know, while other people were watching TV. I still do that today. So I realized I was inspired by how uninspired I was. And I was like, wait a minute, you can get paid for what you love. Yeah, no, absolutely. And find that thing that you really enjoy doing every single day. I was just chatting with a a friend of mine who, uh, who has worked for a lot of entrepreneurs, but has never been an entrepreneur herself. And she talked to me about it, her idea. And, and I, I said, you know, the number one question is, are, do you want to get up every single morning and do that? Every and single day. and yeah. that's what you have to figure out. And only you can answer that. And oh. so I, I think that you're such a great example of this. It's, it's not that you can't do other things. That's not who an entrepreneur is. Right. It's a, that you have this idea and this curiosity and, you have an idea and oftentimes you want to solve a problem as you did. Uh, You thought, well, if I just get this in the market, I mean, people hopefully will like it. And obviously they did. So you started Sarah Happ in 2005. So for those who are not familiar with it, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I kept reading in in my magazine, Bubble Bath Time, I kept reading beauty editors write that you should exfoliate your lips. So like remove dead skin with a baby toothbrush. And at the time I did not have kids. So I did not even know baby toothbrushes existed or scrub your lips with a washcloth. And I was like, we can do better than that. I have a scrub for every part of my body. Why wouldn't I have a scrub for my lips? Googled it in 2005. There were no results. I still have the printout. Google returned zero results for the words lip scrub. 
And I was, I got this fire in my belly, Kara. And you write about that in Undaunted. Everyone should read Kara's book, Undaunted. Shameless plug for the book that changed my brain. Anyway, you write about this. I had a fire in my belly that was so strong. I remember sitting at my computer and being like, oh my gosh, this doesn't exist. I can't go to Nordstrom and buy this. I can't go to Sephora and buy this. I'm going to make this in my kitchen. And if you know me, I have a takeout salad right now sitting on my desk. I don't cook. I kind of bake. Went to my kitchen though. And I was like, I can make this. I want it to be sugar and essential oils. I want it to taste really great. And I want my lips to be baby smooth when it's all over with. The same way the rest of my body is when I use any other scrub. So I went to my kitchen, Kara, and I made it myself. What were the steps in your head? So you had this idea yeah, and you said, I'm going to go and do it. I mean, what... Like, where did you start? Yeah. So I went to, um, I lived on the East Coast. I lived in New Haven, Connecticut at the time and for my ESPN job. And I went to like Whole Foods and Stop and Shop and I bought like McCormick extract. I remember spending like $300 on like sugar and extracts and um, different coconut oil, which you're allergic to, but you know, a lot of different oils to figure out what this would be. And I just sat there for probably two weeks and measured tablespoons, teaspoons, a hint of this or whatever of that. And I wrote down, I had six, when it was all said and done after two weeks, I had six lip scrubs that were ombre from like cocoa, which used Hershey's cocoa powder, um, like a really rich brown all the way down to peppermint, which was bright white and used McCormick extract peppermint. And Kara, I was using these every single day. They tasted so good. I was obsessed. My lips were like sick and people at work were like, what did you do to your lips? And I was like, uh, nothing. And I just, I was like, I'm going to take this to market because I'm obsessed with this. So I have to imagine other people will be. That's amazing. And then, so you put it together. Did you uh, literally do it in your kitchen or did you find somebody to pack it or what? In my kitchen. I mean, literally my kitchen, I began, I ordered hair nets. I had this loft in New Haven and I turned the entire loft into a production center. So it was all in these giant Tupperwares. My parents bought me this like super cool KitchenAid mixer. Um, and I was just making the stuff every day by myself. And I was importing boxes and tying ribbons and I was getting labels printed like in downtown New Haven with like the flavors on them. I was doing, and I was having friends come in from like New York to like help me make the stuff. And I would pay them in cupcakes because I had no money. So I my house, I smelled like cupcakes and I was making lip scrub 24 seven while I wasn't doing like when I wasn't at work, I was home making lip scrub. Um, and I did it quietly and I did it completely outside of my work time. It was like a hobby the way some people bake. Um, but the, the real, you, you alluded to this at at the beginning where it became an actual business where I could have a lab make it was, well, first of all, so I took the product out to five indie boutiques, female owned indie boutiques in 2005 here in LA, where I went to college at USC indie boutiques. And I said to these female owners, Hey, I loved your store when I was at USC three years ago. No, like six years ago. Sorry. Excuse my math will you just try my product? I know you don't have anything like it. And all five of them like wrote me a check and I put it in my back pocket and I left like, Oh my God, like they just bought my bake sale item, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then what I did was I made a deal with each owner and I was like, Hey, if, if a reputable celebrity comes in, say, this is a gift from you and from me and give them whatever they want for free. And I will pay you back double. And they were all like, you'll send me double. And I was like, yes. And I was still making it home, Kara. 
And then the next step, once it was in stores, was going out to labs up and down the East Coast and asking all of these people to please help me make this lip scrub. I was like, listen, this is going to blow up. I'm making it in five pound batches and 10 pound batches right now. We're going to be making like thousands and thousands of units. And they're all like, we don't even have the equipment for that. And we've never heard of that. So why would we do that? And we make it for, you know, all these giant companies for Mac and for Lauder and for all of these giant companies. Why would we make you a lip scrub? We've never even heard of it. And I'm like, exactly. It's white space. It's a hole in the market. Let's fill it. Finally, you and I talked about this offline a little bit ago, but finally the wife of one of the um, lab owners, I said, take it home to your wife. See if she likes it. He came back on Monday and he called me and he said, my wife loved it this weekend. All of her girlfriends who were over loved it. I guess I have to figure out how to make this. So then I began began having a lab in New Jersey make it. That is wild. Yeah. And, and what was your first store that you started selling be, beyond the smaller stores? And and so did you really start in USC or where where was kind of like that? Where, where were your f- first stores? Okay. So my first indie boutique was called The Beauty Closet. It was on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City long before that was cool. Um, and today, the woman who owned that store now runs all my sales. So she works for... Mina, her name is Shannon Stuber, and she is my heart and soul. I love her more than anything. Oh, I love it. She was the first person, and we got it into Reese Witherspoon's hands, and that got me in half a page in People Magazine in 2006. My website crashed. All the sales came in, and then not that long after, Marla Beck of Blue Mercury called, who you know her. We both love her. Yeah. And uh, when she calls, that's a really good day. (laughs) And so we went from you know, 400 indies in the US to every Blue Mercury in like, I don't know, 2008 or something like that. That's amazing. So yeah. Yeah. Shannon has been with me for 16 years now. First store to carry me, first store to get me press. Now she runs all the sales. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, um, and and so you continue to grow the Sarah Hap, you know, distribution. And then you're also available as we've talked about on your website as well, that you can go on to the the website. What it? What is the most surprising thing about starting your own company that you just you didn't realize going in? Okay, so as per your book Undaunted, the deal is like I I kept thinking for years, Kara, that the next step would be like the answer, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're if we could just get into Blue Mercury, we did get into Blue Mercury. Now, if we could just get into Nordstrom, we did get into Nordstrom. Now, if we could just get someone like Jen Garner to use the product, well, she did. The The deal is everything is difficult, right? As an entrepreneur, like you, I know what you did in COVID to keep hint, hint, right? Yeah. Everything is difficult, whether you are a $200,000 company or an $85 million company that's going to sell for billions. Everything is hard and you have to remain undaunted. And there is no one answer. So mm-hmm. it's not so, so the more you grow, the more complex your problems. So it's not that the problems get back bigger or get less. It's like you have to remain relentless and undaunted and roll with the problems. I had to get better at rolling with the problems and I had to realize one new retailer isn't going to make everything the answer. That's not the answer. You know, one new advisor yeah. isn't going to be the answer. So it's just remaining relentless and unstoppable. And like you said, showing up to work every day with grit and passion. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
no, and I think that's that's so important. And and really treating it like I think a puzzle, right? That there's not yes. an end, right? That you no. just have to keep adding on to it. Yeah. And it, you know, you get over these hurdles. Like that's yeah. the way that I view all these, you know, getting Jen Garner to use your product, getting into Nordstrom, all of these things. Yeah. You set up the hurdle, but then you you will achieve those things eventually. And and then you you keep going though. And yeah. you keep finding the, those new hurdles. You keep setting them up for yourself. I think that those are the best entrepreneurs, that the ones that just, I mean, it, it, it is about being relentless and undaunted and all of those things, but it's also somebody who's curious enough and who is constantly seeking, you know, these challenges. And, yeah. and I think that there's this, no matter what industry you're in, I think that that's the consistent thing. And that's why you have to love what you're doing because mm. otherwise you don't have a curiosity to go and hit, you know, find new hurdles. You're just like, I'm done. I've yeah. talked to more entrepreneurs who, especially in the food space, who, you know, sold their company. And I, you know, give them a call and talk to them. Some of them were, you know, I was really surprised because I thought that there was a lot more growth for them. Mm. And I was curious like why they would sell. Yeah. And a lot of them, the answer was, I just wasn't passionate about it anymore. And I think like that is like, and that is like a fair answer and an important answer because you have to, it, it is hard every day, like the struggle, you know, and, and I think you have to really like what you're doing. And that, that's the, that is the trick to being able to weather these storms that you hit. Cause you're always going to hit storms, right? No matter how big yeah. you are or how cool it appears or whatever deal you sign, you're always going to hit the storms. And yes, you better love it. Cause if you don't love it, I, I almost look at it, Kara, as a, we both have kids. I almost look at it as a child. You're, you're going to go through highs and lows with your child. At the end of the day, you love them so much that you're going to weather it and you're going to grow together, right? Like you're not totally. going to give up. And so yeah, and you, it's like a living, breathing thing. It. You do. You yeah. have to keep nurturing it. And and it is. So yeah, I I think that is what has kept me curious and going is like there are always problems to solve. And so what you did with Hint was like we're you're breaking the norm, right? You're saying, okay, we don't need to be addicted to sugary sodas, or we don't need to be addicted to juice or all the things that people are putting into their bodies that like, we now know with children and every pediatrician is like, whatever you do, do not give your kids these things. So you're busting the doors off of that. For me, it was, I'm going to bust the doors off the fact that like lip products are empirically dehydrating. And I'm going to put out products that don't addict you, but that you become obsessed with. Yeah. No, I, t I totally agree. So you mentioned you have kids. Is, how I many do. kids do you I have? I have one, Julia. And who, who I met. Who you met. She's a huge fan of Kara's to the point where she thinks it's cool to dump hint water on your head. And I'm like, it, well, yeah, I get it that it smells good, but like, let's not dump hint water on our heads. Anyway, we're a big hint household. Julia, she is probably seven. saw the commercial that we did. We had a commercial um, <laughs> that it's raining watermelon. Are you kidding me? She probably did. Yeah, she probably saw the commercial uh, running and it's, it has a big cloud over someone's head and they're and they're sticking their tongue out and it's okay. raining watermelon and people are screaming watermelon watermelon that's and so genius that's so I know, genius she, she probably did speaking of campaigns i i keep thinking about you know now that we are uh going maskless and yeah. I, I mean people have not 
really been focusing on their mouth. I think there's a, a huge campaign <gasps> for you guys around that. Oh, Kara, it's so crazy. Yeah, we um, you know, in a company, we're small, right? I own I own the whole company. Julia is our largest shareholder. She owns 10%. Um so we get to make our own decisions. With that though comes the burden of knowing that every decision is on you. So in 2020, obviously it was a very hard year for many people. And luckily we did not lose our jobs and we stayed in business, but essentially lips were canceled, right? Like it was a government mandate to cover your mouth. Um, And so we had planned for a lot of problems. We planned for the worst. We went through 2008, 2009, when we went through a near, you know, recession, we did great those years. And a lot of people think that lips are untouchable. There's this thing called the lipstick index where it's like in times of economic distress, mm-hmm. lips do well because you might not be able to buy your Chanel handbag, but you can buy your Chanel lipstick. Mm-hmm. Well, it's tough when your lips are covered. So we did, we weathered the storm in 2020. It was not easy. We did it though. And now the amount of demand for our colors, which are not really even my focus. My focus is our lip scrubs and our lip slips and our overnight, our dream slip mask and skincare. Um, the demand for anything that we make in color is ridiculous. I think people are like screaming for color. So yeah, we're, we, I was just on a production call this morning and um, it changed the whole trajectory of what we're doing for the next 18 months. That's that's so great. Yeah. I love, love, love hearing that. That's <laughs> yeah. so great. Yeah. So what what do you think? I mean, what did the pan the the last year and a half, I call it 17 months of what did it teach you? Oh man. Like as a business owner. I mean, obviously, you know, you started 16 years ago. You've, you know, managed during the financial crisis. You've, you know. As you mentioned yeah. uh, earlier, you managed through a divorce. I mean, yeah. like you've had, you know, lots of things that yeah. you, you know, have managed. What was kind of the key things that you learned about maybe yourself and about the company and, and you know, a pandemic? Yeah. So I struggle with anxiety and depression. Those are my two sort of things. That's my jam. And as an entrepreneur, that's tough because you know every day we're writing really highs hard. and lows, right? Like you can get yeah. the coolest press one day and then also find out that your labels were printed wrong. You know, like the coolest yeah. stuff can happen all within the course of a half an hour. Um, yeah. Or the worst stuff. So, so what COVID taught me though, with anxiety and depression and with the divorce that I had that you mentioned, I kind of have always just released control of stuff. Like, listen, mm-hmm. I don't really have the I love answer. It. Right. Like I, I thought I was controlling my marriage really well. I thought I was controlling my life really well. As an entrepreneur or, or as a CEO, you think you can control all the things. No, you can't. I learned that through my divorce six years ago. And COVID almost felt normal to me. Like I was like, oh, everyone else is joining the I can't control it party. Or I'm kind of a hot mess sometimes. That's okay to be that. Mm-hmm. That's what I think I learned about like people and that was helpful for me. What I learned about our team, and I know you learned this too, was that your people rise to the occasion mm-hmm. and they get to work. So we didn't stop. I know you didn't stop because you guys were essential workers. We didn't stop because we just had to pivot our whole company. We had to just think completely differently the, the same day, on the same day, 
Ulta, Nordstrom, Blue Mercury, Amazon, everyone canceled their orders, right? Brick and mortar shut down on the same day. And we were just like, whoa, okay, we have to rethink everything. So what I found, Kara, was that my team was relentless and they woke up every day from all across the country and we did everything Zoom and they just crushed it. So your people, yeah, your people like... Also, people's true colors come through, right? The people that yeah. didn't show up, that was really evident too. So I think it was a, it was sort of like a, the, the cream of the crop rises. And what I learned about our team is that like 98% of them are the cream of the crop. Yeah. I love that. That's, a, that is such a great way to explain that too. Yeah. When you, when you think back on, you know, 16 years ago, when you were starting the company, somebody has a passion, they have this idea that they want to go and do it. I mean, what would you say to them? Like, what are the key things that, you know, you need to remember about jumping in to be an entrepreneur? Okay. Like you said, you better have like such a fire in your belly and you better want to get up and do this every day. You better want to get up. If you do, if you want to get up and do this every day and whether it's good or bad, whether it's a good day or a bad day, if you want to be there, that's a good indicator. Um, and think as big as you can. So you and I were talking before the show about how I just got to meet Leslie Blodgett, founder of Bear Minerals, who sold it five years ago. Um, she was like my hero for so long. She's amazing. Think as big as you can. Think as big as you can. Julia, my seven-year-old, grows up in a household, um, both my house and my ex's house, her wonderful dad, who I'm best friends with. We both have these households where in our house, we know everyone who makes everything. So Julia drinks Hint Water and she knows it's a girl named Kara who makes it. My t-shirt's from The Great. She knows it's my friend Emily who makes it. So we go to Dry Bar. It's my friend Allie who makes it. Like Dream as big as you possibly can think of and and surround yourself with the people that are going to help you get there. I love that. No one could have ever told me I'd meet Leslie or that I'd get to talk to you. When my publicist called and was like, do you want to be on Kara Golden's podcast? I was like, did you have, did you have to beg her? Cause like, do you know that I listen to that all the time? Oh, please. And they were like, you're so funny. No, it's okay. You can be on it. But, um, you know, so just think, think big and like, and I would tell people too, like, look at yourself the same way you encourage your kids. And I encourage Julia to think, you know, what anything's possible, right? Like in her world, of course, we're talking to Kara who owns Hint. Of course we go to dry bar and it's Allie whose wedding she's going to be in. You yeah. Know? You have to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Right? Bet on yourself, man. Yeah. Like bet on yourself. Yeah. And like, it is possible. Uh, no, I totally, I totally agree. So yeah. just a couple last questions. So, uh, first of all, take, talk to me about the F project. Oh man. So this is something that I wish I could have told me 16 years ago. There were not many female founders when I started, there was Bobby Brown. Uh, there was Leslie Blodgett. Um, shortly after that, like Josie Marin came into the game and a bunch of, I would say a good five years after a bunch of female founders were there, you were there. Um, but like there weren't, today we are so female founder heavy, right? Like female founders are the jam. And like, we all know that women are creating incredible things. The F project is there to promote that and surround that. And we are just this open book. If you are part of it, you have to commit to being an open book for anybody that's in it. So if you want to text somebody that's in the F project, you better be ready to tell them about your best or your worst day. 
And you can ask really blunt questions like, how's the money going? Or what happened with that product recall? What, what's that about? You know, and it's just this very um, honest space for female founders. And I, I love it. And had someone, had I had access to a, a network like that 16 years ago, I think it would have been a lot different. Because I was really, were you lonely when you started Hint? I was lonely when I started my, pro, my company. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like that was the thing that it was, uh, you know, not only my first startup that I had ever created myself. I had worked for other entrepreneurial kind of companies. Yep. So, um, so I felt like I could, I, I think more than anything for, for me, it was, it was kind of getting used to not being the most knowledgeable pe- person in the room, yeah. because I think like, that's the hard thing that when you, I'd been at America online for seven years and had, I had my you know, game down, right? Like I knew what I was doing. I was managing a bunch of people. I was like, you know, really kind of thinking about how do, you know, how do I continue to grow someone else's business? But when I decided to kind of get off that train and take a little bit of a break and then ultimately go do my own company, I think that the thing that I had to get used to was not actually having all the answers. And so it was very humbling because mm-hmm. I was just really, you know, dealing with co-packers. I, I also had never done a physical good, right? right. I mean, you hadn't either, right? No. Which has, you know, all of those things. And so now it's actually, I seek to have places where I'm not the most knowledgeable in the room. Oh, it's right? the best. Like, Right. And I just, I get instead, freaked out if I am, if I, if I do think I'm the smartest person in the room, I don't want to be in that room. Yeah. And I think it's really, it's sort of like counter to how people think about even, I don't know, you graduate from school and you know, that the journey is supposed to be, you get your first job, you become a manager, you become a director, you become a VP, CEO, whatever. Yeah. But I think there's more and more people today that I meet that are kind of craving, or maybe they haven't focused on it yet, but they're sort of, you know, not as happy as they might want to be. And I always say to people, are you learning every single day? Because if you're not learning every single day, that could actually be the challenge. I think, you know, you're on overload learning every single day because you're an entrepreneur, but if you're not an entrepreneur and you're kind of in a, you're in a wheel, uh, you know, within the, within a company doing the same thing day after day, that's when you kind of stop learning. And so I think for me that, that was kind of the biggest thing to get used to. And now I just crave it and I want, you know, to be in that situation all the, all the time. And so that's why we've done sunscreens and all kinds Mm. of other products, because I like to innovate and I like to learn all these new categories. So anyway, it's been, it's been uh, a lot of fun doing that. So, so uh, beauty industry question, what do you think is like the biggest trends that you're seeing and what are your predictions for you know, 2021 and beyond. So there are two. So it's, um, people's focus on skincare that was born in 2020. Um, the idea that maybe you didn't have an hour each way commute and you had extra time on your hands. Maybe you could not go get your facial. Well, you couldn't go get your facial, right? So people's focus on self-care as being not an indulgence, but an actual necessity in beauty that tra- that translated into skincare. 
So I'm someone, if you know me, I take a bubble bath every single night and sometimes in the morning and sometimes on conference calls, like whether it's 10 minutes or four hours, I will literally stay in my jacuzzi tub for four hours. Um, That always seemed crazy to people. Suddenly in COVID, people are like, wait, I love a bubble bath. Wait, I love love a four-step skincare regime. Um, So I think self-care and skincare are they are here to stay and people have realized that it is okay to take care of yourself and that um, there's a lot you can do at home. So I think care at home is going to be like really important. Um, Critical, yeah. Yeah. And, um, And then color. Color is going to come back. I mean, you read stuff about like the roaring 20s being a thing, but the data is so real. Every female founder I've talked to across any beauty space, um, color is going to win the day because it's like almost a very visceral thing where people are literally, I don't know about you in Marin, but like here in Manhattan beach, everyone is like out and they're smiling at each other Totally, and they're so happy to be at Starbucks or they're so happy to be at like our local, you know, restaurant. And they're expressing that through like color. And I'm really not a color wearer. That's not really my thing. Um, I kind of have like the same makeup routine that I've always had, but the data is showing and people are showing that people are going to come out literally expressing their excitement to be out on their eyes, it's so, on their it's lips. so interesting. Yeah. And I think ingredients obviously is, oh. is becoming, you know, more and more critical and people are so much more aware, uh, you know, of ingredients yeah. and, and, uh, so interesting. Yeah. So. Clean beauties is the deal and it's here to stay. Um, whether it's luxury, uh, you know, like whether it's like Bergdorf Goodman and Neiman Marcus or whether it's CVS and Dwayne Reed, clean beauty, like people are aware that you are eating your cosmetics or that your cosmetics are going all over your skin or that you're putting them on your child. Um, so yeah, the, the push towards clean is never going away. It's not a trend. It's, it's just what we're doing. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so true. So your favorite Sarah Hap product. Oh my gosh. I was asked this yesterday and I have an answer and I feel like you're a mom of four and I feel like, you know, you're not supposed to have a favorite kid or like a favorite family member, but like I do. And it's the dream slip. So we made this dream slip. It's, um, I should have it really handy, but I don't. It's night cream for your lips, Kara. And it is filled with lip-filling lipids and the coolest chemistry ever. And there just weren't any lip masks for like overnight, like creams, like rich, luxurious, like decadent creams for your lips that also tasted good, that were also clean and ingestible. Um, So we put that out three years ago and we, honest to God, can't keep it in stock. It is running all the time at our lab. So it's my favorite. It's what I'm the most proud of. It is skincare for your lips. And the consumers are just, it just got named by like Vogue and Women's Wear Daily as like the best lip product, the best lip product, the best lip product. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So I feel like I shouldn't have one, but truly it, it's the best one. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't, I have not tried that one, but I can't wait to try it. Okay. I hope we sent it to you. If we didn't, we will. Yes, we are definitely. So. Well, thank you so much. So Sarah, where's the best place to purchase okay. your products? So I always try to give lots of love to our retail partners. Um, you know, we are at Ulta, we are at Neiman Marcus, we're at Blue Mercury. Please go to sarahap.com though. I always forget about that. Um, but when you go to a company's actual website, it's better for the company, right? So yeah. if you want to support, you know, female founded brands or, or brands that you really connect with, go to their website. 
And so sarahop.com, I would say, go there. Um, and I was thinking, Kara, I buy your product at Target. I really should just buy it from you. So in all frankness, the margins are better for me. You're, you're absolutely support our retails, retailers for sure. I'm grateful to be in Nordstrom, but um, go to sarahop.com. Helps our bottom I, line. I love it. Yeah. Well, and you probably have they have everything at sarahap.com. We, so we do. Uh, we do. Yeah. If we're sold out on sarahap.com, it means literally everyone is sold out. So yes. Everyone's sold yeah. out. So great yeah. to know. Well, thank you so much. And I hope everybody loved this episode as much as I did. Please share it with others and and uh go ahead on your social platforms and talk about the Sarah Hap interview on the Kara Golden show. That would be amazing. Uh, and give Sarah five stars as mm-hmm. well. Subscribe to my podcast if you haven't already. And obviously go buy Sarah Hap prod- products and maybe with a case of hint yes. as well. Yes. And get the uh, pineapple for summer and the watermelon for summer. It's so, so good, so right? Good. It's so good. And uh, definitely uh, pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, Ooh. especially if you're an entrepreneur or thinking about maybe becoming an entrepreneur or you're a student um, who wants to really know about the entrepreneurial journey beyond Sarah's journey that she just articulated so well. Um, I would love for you to let me know what you think once you get my book. And thank you, everybody. We're here every Monday and Wednesday interviewing amazing people and brands. And I appreciate all of you for spending your time and have a great rest of the week. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.